Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. You probably already know this, but Jesus' followers need one another. Each of us are part of God's gift of grace to one another, yet for some reason we seem to think we're supposed to live our lives on our own, figuring things out on our own, suffering on our own, even rejoicing or partying on our own, but we need one another. Well, over the course of the summer, we want to present to you a series of devotionals called, you guessed it, One Another. Each week, a different person from our community will share a one another from the Bible for us, for each other. Our hope is you'll be encouraged to give and receive from one another through this series. So let's get to it. Here's today's One Another podcast. Romans 12, 15 says, mourn with those who mourn. Another way to say this is be able to acknowledge your own grief and allow yourself to feel it and support others to do the same. This is a critical part of living in authentic community. Today, I want to encourage you that it is also a critical part of enriching our own faith and developing deeper empathy and love for others. In Matthew 5, Christ's beautiful sermon on living as a human in the world, he said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Grief is a universal experience. We have all experienced loss in our lives. We've all walked through painful things. In 2004, our first daughter, Emma, was born in a traumatic delivery that resulted in massive brain damage for her and a lot of trauma to me. And then we were thrust into the grief of making end of life decisions for her and the pain of letting her go. The aftermath of this experience was like nothing I had ever experienced before. And then in 2008, in the middle of my fourth pregnancy, I found myself on bed rest for a month with heavy bleeding, which eventually resulted in the early delivery and stillbirth of our second daughter, Jane. Some moments of grief never leave you. They shape who you become. So who will we become in these moments? In those words of Christ, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The truth that I have found is that through doing the work of mourning, by grieving my losses, I have felt the comfort of God deeply. I've felt the comfort of my community deeply. That's how I was blessed. And my grieving process for these losses has been the single most powerful force in shaping my faith, my empathy, and my capacity to love. 
Paul reminds us in 1 Thessalonians 4.13 that we do not grieve as those who have no hope. Reminding each other of truth and hope can be a great comfort in difficult times. But sometimes we want to rush past the sadness and loss and quickly try to refocus on hope. But in Isaiah 53.3, there is a piercing description of Christ. He is described as a man of sorrows, well acquainted with deepest grief. Christ is the image of God. The image of God poured into humanity so that we could try to comprehend a God who is complete love. And how did Christ choose to embody this love? He became a man of sorrows, well acquainted with deepest grief. When his dear friend Lazarus died, Christ came into the embrace of his grieving friends and wept with them. Even when he knew he was about to raise Lazarus from the dead. Christ understood better than any other our hope for a future kingdom of God, the world restored, no sickness, no pain, no injustice, no hatred, no death, no more breaking down of all that is good and beautiful. He had once been part of this perfection. He had more reason to hope than any other human but he chose to become well acquainted with grief, the deep understanding that all is not yet as it should be. Christ wept because he understood that Lazarus would still die again one day. Christ's approach helps us grasp the critical process that mourning, grieving, plays in our humanity. Let us not be so quick to rush to the hope that we bypass the critical journey of acknowledging and feeling our grief. We are humans with feelings. We need to feel our feelings. In my work with persistent pain in the body and the nervous system, I have learned about the neural maps that are created from experiences we go through. When grief is allowed to be fully felt, there is a healthier integration in our bodies, in our nervous systems and in our brains. And in general, when we learn to pause and feel our feelings, name them, we have more choice about how we respond when these feelings come up again. So instead of just reacting, we can choose to respond. And there is so much grace in this. Some of us might feel a bit numb 
and we're not as well equipped to even recognize what feelings are present for us. And these are skills that can be learned. We can become better at this. A simple daily practice of being still is a central practice for me in expanding my capacity to hold feelings. When you feel a surge of emotion or feeling, it can be as simple as stopping, being still for a moment. Feel your body connected to the ground, supported. Feel your breath, this gift of God, this spirit's breath of life in us. Pay attention to your body your precious holy temple of God, this amazing body which has been with you through everything in your life so far. What sensations are you feeling in your body? What emotions are present? Where in your body do you feel this? Allow it to be there and speak truth to yourself that you are not alone. Christ is with you and understands it all. When you learn how to be with yourself with grace and compassion, you can more easily be with others with grace and compassion. Grief can come with any loss large or small. It can be short-lived or lifelong. Grief is often tied to the loss of what we love. Grief does not mean we are selfish. Grief does not mean we are ungrateful. Grief does not mean that we have a lack of faith. Grief does not mean we have no hope. Grief means that we are human, that we love, that we have experienced the loss of something that is important to us. Walking through our grief in healthy ways cannot happen until we acknowledge that the grief is there. Mourn with those who mourn. Specifically, during this global pandemic, many people are feeling loss. You or people around you might be feeling and grieving the loss of work, finances, connections, <laughs> normal interactions, normal routines, or even a loss of a loved one. Collectively, it is also a loss of innocence for most of us. There is a lot of talk about the layers of grief that people have felt and will continue feeling as we move forward at this time and adapt. And this grief may be layered on many other challenging circumstances in your life, other losses, other grief. It is in my times of deepest grieving that have shaped my faith the most. 
my times of deepest sorrow that have opened me up to love and to love others more. Let us be people who are open to feeling our own grief, who are open to allowing others to express their grief. People who create space without shame for this vital, important part of being human. Mourn with those who mourn, and blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted.